baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Uh, lots to get to this half hour. I'll talk about Dean Phillips and Bill Ackman. We've got some texts on that. And then I did secure somebody to do Dear Jordana, and I think you're going to like who we found. He's a frequent contributor to the show, uh, unpaid contributor to the show, but he always gets a rise out of people. So uh, we'll keep that under wraps. Laura Oaks uh, is with us from the newsroom. I saw two weeks ago. Now, you and I, we when I was working in the news department, Mm-hmm. Uh, you always referred to me as your newsroom brother. Yes. Right? We were like brother and sister. Yep. And I totally get that. And so much to my surprise, when a couple of weeks ago I see you post on Facebook <gasps> oh. <laughs> about your actual brother. And yes. I was, how cool, yeah. I guess. I mean, can you explain to me sure. how that all came about? It is remarkable. My sister is the one who dug into Ancestry.com and she found, well, Let me back up a second. When we were teenagers, my sister and I, in the 80s, early 80s, our mother told us that she had a baby before I was born. I'm the oldest. Mm -hmm. She had a baby out of wedlock who uh, her parents, my grandparents, you know, made her put up for adoption. So they shipped her from Bowabic on the Iron Range to Milwaukee to hide this pregnancy have the baby live with an aunt or a relative in Milwaukee until she could deliver this baby through Lutheran Social Services in Milwaukee. Wow. So she had a little baby boy in 1965, December 2nd, I think was his birthday. Totally under wraps, went back to her regular life, nursing school, became a nurse, married my dad, blah, blah, blah. So she told my mom told my sister and I when we were teenagers that she had a baby boy two years before I was born. That's all we knew. There wasn't Do you any remember your of, reaction when you heard that as a teenager? Oh, I, I think I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. And I remember saying as a kid all the time, I wish I had a brother. I wish I had a big brother, you know, because it was just a, t- us two girls. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty great. Back then, there wasn't anything where you could, you know, actually find somebody mm-hmm. or hunt them down. But now, in recent years, my sister um, started looking into this. And, you know, our mom died in 2018, so we're we're kind of limited with our information. But my mom did give my sister years ago um, a document from the adoption agency that kind of spelled everything out, mm-hmm. just in case Susan ever wanted to go down the investigative trail on this, which she did. So she found out that we had this half-brother. He would have been a half-brother, different dad, same mom. And she found out a year ago that he lived in the Twin Cities. Wow. Yes. So after she figured out his name and where he lives in the West Metro, he actually had also been on Ancestry.com trying to track down his birth mother. Mm And so my sister and brother, his name is Scott, hooked up, and we finally met him in person a couple of weekends ago over coffee and uh, lunch, and it was just amazing. It was just so wonderful, and he's this great guy, and 
I didn't know what to expect at all. We were both so nervous about this, but he, he's wonderful. He's just this great guy. Did you see your mother in yes in him in his eyes? Yeah, which was a little freaky. Yeah, but cool. You know, it, it, it's obvious that he is her son. Yeah, yeah. So that was wonderful, and he, you know, he's a lot like you, Adam. He's he? he's kind of an outdoorsy guy. Yep. He has a place up north. Mm-hmm. He has. Just kind of a little bit of a similar outdoorsy type background, just regular, nice, good, good guy. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really wonderful. Do you think your mom uh, thought about him a lot? I know she did. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think she did. And um, I think at the time it was the right thing to do. That was a lot. It ha- it's, yeah. That story it, is very common. It in sure is. time of... Uh, yeah, our past and our history. Yeah. And I really don't think she had a choice yeah. back then. You know, I know she's thought about him ever since. Or you know, why would she tell us? Why would she give my sister the document? Yep. It was. I think she was hoping one day we could all meet. Right. And this has happened now a couple of weekends ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, and in two weeks we're going to get our spouses together and we're all going to go out for lunch and yeah. get to know each other. So I'm, I'm looking forward Unbelievable. to that. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and it's, uh, again, I can't imagine, you know, the, just the trepidation, like you said, the nervousness oh, you feel, God, obviously, it's, it's you know, terrible. you've all lived your own lives and right. suddenly you're all well into adulthood and, mm-hmm. and you don't know how people are going to react to that. Yep. And I would imagine, though, that he and the stories he's going to get from you guys about your mom yeah. are going to be so invaluable to him. I hope so. It seems Did that he ask, way. I mean, is, does he want he, that? Does he want to know yeah. all about her? We didn't want to bombard him with too much on this first day. And he actually thought he was coming to meet possibly two cousins. He didn't realize oh, really? they were half-sisters. Yeah, and I don't really know where the confusion with that was. But he was pleasantly surprised that we were actually his half sisters and that he was our half brother. And he, we all got along so well that he said, we're taking away the halves. You guys are my sisters and I'm your brother. And that's how it is. And it was, it was just loving and warm and about as, it went about as well as you could possibly imagine something like that could go. And your sister, uh, forgive me, but your sister pretty much did this all on her own. She did. Yes. I did. I had nothing to do with it. Yep. Crazy. And I just know. by using the Ancestry.com? Ancestry.com, yep. Wow. I know. Well, thank you for sharing that. I know it's obviously you, you, you put it out there, and I appreciate that because it's a very inspirational story. And yeah. So cool. For Good. the new year, you got a new brother. It's a gift. It's yeah, wonderful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Laura. Uh, so we'll take a break now uh, at 4, 1114. And again, we do have a celebrity uh, replacement. I say celebrity loosely. For Dear Jordana, that's our advice column on the radio. So we will take any kind of advice questions you have, whether it's in your life, whether it's in your job, a relationship, work, whatever it is, you can start sending those in now. 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. And now I'm going to talk about Dean Phillips. Why can't politicians just admit, you know what? I need the money. It's expensive to run. And I took the money, and I'm willing to uh, revisit some of my views. Why is that so difficult for politicians to do? We'll explore that. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Next. Dean Phillips, friend of the show, friend of a lot of shows, always seems a very affable guy. Congressman from the 3rd District now running for president. Dean, just tell us the truth. Yes, you are a very wealthy man. And you're putting a lot of your own money into a presidential race. Admirable. But it's really expensive to run for president. You need money to do it. So can't you just admit to us that a big donor... Bill Ackman is giving you a million dollars and he's questioning you on some of your stances on things. And by the way, just changing a title of something on your website doesn't mean you're changing your view on it. Uh, So Dean Phillips uh, making the news. uh, He's uh, looking ahead to next Tuesday where he hopes to um, put a good showing at the New Hampshire primary. Joe Biden not on the ballot of the New Hampshire primary. So he's trying to make headway into his bid to challenge Joe Biden for the Democratic nomination. And Bill Ackman, who is a a billionaire donor who doesn't want either Bill Ackman, who's got the finances to push candidates who are not named Joe Biden and Donald Trump, is getting behind Dean Phillips. And based on campaign laws, he gave the maximum personal donation he can give to Dean Phillips, which is $3,300. <laughs> yeah. But he gave a million dollars to We Deserve Better, a political action committee formed late last year that is supporting Phillips' candidacy. Now, Bill Ackman, very active on X, formerly known as Twitter. How long do we have to say that? Formerly known as Twitter. I just I should just say, call it I Twitter. I still say Twitter. I yeah. No, I haven't changed. Yeah. Uh, you... During the uh, debacle of the three university presidents who were questioned before Congress and they're stumbling and fumbling over whether or not uh, they oppose, you know, genocidal talk on campus. Um, Bill Ackman, very vocal on Twitter, saying this is the problem with DEI, diversity, uh, equity and inclusion. This is the problem because they can't say Outright, which is a no-brainer question, yes, we decry any talk of uh, genocide that is absolutely uh, unacceptable and harassment of Jewish students. So as part of this $1 million gift, suddenly Dean Phillips' website, uh, which lists certain headers of policies that he agrees with, climate action, women's health, economic security, immigration reform, uh, he had diversity, equity, and inclusion on there. Whole, lo and behold, after this $1 million gift, it's changed to equity and restorative justice. But that's, as far as I can tell, that's all that changed in the headline. Yeah, that, that would seem to indicate something underneath. So just admit it. Well, I mean, most people, I think, believe oligarchy is bad. Uh, right. You look at you look at Russia and, and what happens there and that 
say money should not equal more speech. Just because I have money yep. doesn't mean that you should have a bigger say and more speech in certain things. Obviously, the Supreme Court has said right. that's not that's true. Not and corporations are people. And the Supreme Court's wrong on that. But uh, it's it's I think most people just agree that having more money should not mean that you have more of a say. And that's exactly what's going on. And politicians know that that is the case, but they don't want to admit it because most people don't like it. Politicians right. want to be liked. But we don't like it. But we also accept that that's the way things go. Do we? I do. I don't. I want I want him to tell us, you know what? It's really expensive to run for president. Bill Ackman. He's now, okay, I, I'll accept his money. We don't agree 100% on everything, and I'm willing to be uh, listen to him and his problems with DEI. That doesn't mean I don't believe in diversity and equality and inclusion. But if, if DEI, and I think this is what we're talking about, is we're in an area now where it's just letters that upset us. Buzzwords. DEI. Uh, say an actual policy. CRT. Yeah, say, CRT. Say an actual thing that upsets you about Correct. this instead of just So if he's just changing the title of it so it's more palatable to Bill Ackman, who's giving him a significant donation through a PAC, just tell us that. But that's, and you so, can't, that's so cowardly. I that's see. So I think cowardly. this is cowardly, saying that, oh, oh I'm not bought and paid for. Oh, no, it had nothing to do with it. They talked yesterday after it happened. But to cave that easily on money. Just, just, uh, but do you it, honestly it believe? Like yeah, but do like you haven. honestly believe that a candidate in this day and age, especially running for president, can say, you know what, I am not beholden to any uh, super PAC? Now, I think that is total BS when we hear that. Yeah, it completely is. You can be less and more, and this is just so blatant uh, that that we're noticing it. Just how blatantly he is he is beholden to this money. Right, which is why I'm saying, just admit it. I mean, I want. I, I don't just think it's better. Either, I don't think it's better either way. See, I think it's worse if you're saying, "Oh no, that's uh, has nothing to do with it," and suddenly your website changes. Yeah. I think it's bad all the way around. I think that we are, you know, living in a a political society that is more negative than positive right now. Somebody see somebody who says they don't even care. Six five one chime into the conversation here. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I hope other billionaires like Bill Ackman will donate to Dean Phillips. Phillips is getting no positive media coverage. Media bias to push Biden, I don't get it. I don't think that's the case, too. I think it's... No, Adam, it's I'm the media bias. Yes. It's me. I've been doing it all. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry about it. You're upset I'm even mentioning Dean Phillips right now because you're angry. But I just... Just tell us that. And we're getting upset over the title change of a one segment of... I mean, do I think Dean Phillips suddenly is again kind of against equity and against diversity? Of course not. Is he against one policy that, or certain aspects of a policy that many suddenly feel is maybe doing more harm than good? Maybe. But if you are, I don't, it's impossible. And again, you you nailed it with the Supreme Court decision. It's impossible to be an average person or even be a self-made millionaire or billionaire and fund your own campaign with no influence from outside groups. I get that. That is a bad spot to be in. And that's, but that's where we are, which is why don't lie to us and say, just come out and say, this is, I have to do this because it is expensive to run for president. 
I have to so, so come out and say I have to do this because it's expensive, and so I'm therefore I am beholden to all of these people. I, I think there is still I, you can I you can be a stand up person and not do this. You you can do it. Yes, you're not going to win. Right, but you are choosing. You are actively choosing to to change. You're even if it's just the website, you are actively choosing to be beholden to that money because of oh, the opportunity that you can win. You don't have to do it. And so I think doing it at all is just so yep. blatantly ridiculous. How about if he comes out with Bill Ackman and says, OK, Bill, uh, thank you for the donation. I, I, I follow you on Twitter. I see uh, I, I understand you want a different path forward than where we're headed right now with these two candidates. And we're starting a movement here. And I understand you've got some questions about with with this this specific policy and how it relates to um, not only schools and universities, but the workplace in general. Now, we may disagree a little bit on that, but I am willing at least to have that conversation. Does that is that a, is that more palatable to us? Do we look at that and say that's a more reasonable acceptance of the money he's taking? But you're willing to accept that conversation because he's giving you the money. <laughs> True. So no, and look, I, I love yeah, the, I, I love money, and it's expen- again. Just tell us. Look, I need the money, folks. I'm trying to challenge a, a sitting president. Uh, now that my whole congressional uh, Democrats hate my guts now because I'm doing it. Uh, and, but I believe in this movement that strongly enough and I can't do it without significant donations. But if you believe in the movement that strongly enough is taking money and then changing (laughs) what you think worth it. The question, this is from a text, uh, chime in on the uh, WCCO talk and text line six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. The question I want to ask Dean Phillips is that he says Biden will lose to Trump and will get lambasted by Nikki. But Dean never says that he can beat Trump or Haley. So the argument is moot. Well, I don't know. I think he's that's the, why he's running. Yeah, that's a given. I, I he's saying because he... I, I can beat Trump and Joe Biden can't. Uh, the term DEI should be gone. We need to focus on everybody needs access to basic services and equal opportunity. For activists, equity means equality of outcomes. None of us have equal talents. Uh, people are pressured to add DEI statements to undergo tremendous backlash. Or undergo tremendous backlash, backlash. So take the path of least resistance, uh, stave off the quibbles. A little truth to that too. Uh, move on. Point made. Topic getting boring. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I th- I think if Dean Phillips didn't have a DEI statement on his website, I, I just don't think that there would be that much backlash. I think people wouldn't notice. You think people would notice and be mad about it if he didn't have that on there at all to begin with? Probably not. I think we're we're making note of it because it was there and it's changed. And it's changed. Yeah. Or if it, if I don't it, think anybody if it would have been an initially he, so what is it now? It's a, equity and restorative justice. If that would have been the title, yeah, no one would have cared. No one would have cared. Nope. Good point. All right. Uh, again, it's my favorite segment of the week, basically because Jordana pulls no punches and addresses all kinds of queries, uh, whether they are serious, lighthearted. Any kind of advice you need, whether it's in your job, maybe it's a neighbor you're dealing with, you know, we're past the holidays, so maybe there was a relationship that was strained during the holidays. We're the fir- I, I, again, I, I, I've confirmed we're the first radio show in America to do advice on the radio. Well, Jordana's on vacation all week, so who do we get? I need somebody who doesn't pull any punches, who gives no holes barred advice. 
I found that person. He is a frequent contributor to the show basically because of his unvarnished opinions. And sometimes we disagree with him. But Jerry, our favorite caller, Jerry, has called in. He said, please, Adam, for the love of all that is holy, let me be the one to dole out advice. So if you want unvarnished uh, advice on any kind of problem you have, Caller Jerry is the guy. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Would love a phone call, too. For Jerry, it is Dear Jerry, next on WCCL. Except Jordana is off all week, so we needed to fill in. And I, I put it out there at the top of last hour, said if somebody's out there, and wants to step in for Jordana and give advice to our other listeners. Please call in. And lo and behold, who called in but our guy Jerry, who joins us now on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. Jerry, how are you? Thank you so much for stepping in for Jordana today. This is Jerry. Yes, it is. Hello. Hi, Jerry. Uh, tell me, first of all, before we get started here, and by the way, we need calls, we need texts for Jerry, 651-461-9226. Why did you want to step in today, and I guess, why do you feel you're the one to give advice on the radio today? I thought it might be a little fun to let my hair down a little bit. This isn't something I normally do. Huh. Do you? And how is I'm, your hair? I'm retired. Do, do you, I'm retired, and uh, I just thought, boy, I'm usually calling in and complaining about something. And what can I do myself? What I could do is I could do it better myself and show you. That's what I. That's the reasoning behind the the reason why I thought I would be good today. I love it. You know, we need more of that in this country. So you know what? If you if you want to complain about something, step on up and do it better. Yes. Uh, yes. You said let your hair down. Do, do you have a good head of hair, Jerry? What do you What do you mean a good head of hair? <laughs> What's the I mean, uh, son of a us, uh, you know, if, if retirement age might lose their hair, are you? Do you have a full? No, no. You got a full head of no, hair. I've got hair. Yes, okay. I keep it short. Yep. I'm not one of these Don Shelby types to grow it out like a hippie and get an earring. Yeah. But. Uh, I, I I do maintain a, a full head of hair. What do you think about guys who let their hair grow long? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. I think it it doesn't look good. Uh, you know, the one that really gets me is is what they're calling man bun. Yes, have you seen this? I've seen have the man seen bun. This? Yes. All I can think about when they're at the restaurant is that's going right into my food. There's no hair nets on these folks. Uh, I just I just worry that we're causing greater concerns for for other things by allowing it. Yeah. But I, that this must be my age. <laughs> okay, Jerry, you ready? We got some texts coming in. We'd love a phone call too if you want to talk to Jerry. Now's your chance. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Are you ready, sir? Are you ready to give out some advice today? Yes. Dear Jerry, how do I stop my neighbor from depositing her poop bags in my garbage when my can is out for its weekly collection? Just because the garbage can is at the end of my driveway does not make it public domain. Sincerely frustrated with number two. What do you think about that? 
this has got to be one of the most ridiculous questions. They're doing a service by taking and picking up the feces and distributing it in a trash can. It does not matter that it's yours. It could be anybody's. When they're out to the curb and they're behind the garage, why would you complain that somebody is cleaning up the neighborhood? My advice would be to lighten up a little bit and be grateful that they're not flinging it over in your yard or leaving it on your boulevard. (laughs) You know, you've surprised me with that one, Jerry. I thought you were going to say, keep your poop in your own can. Because i got to be honest with you, I... I feel like that's my response, especially in the winter. It's one thing, but if it's the summer and you're putting poop in somebody else's can, there's a chance you could get, you know, the maggots and stuff. I, I think you could keep your poop in your own can. Well, that, that is logical for those that think like that. But remember this. My problem is those that don't pick up after their dog at all. Those are the people we should be shaming. Those are the people that we should be upset at, yes. not somebody who's doing what they're supposed to do. And if they put yep. it, do you, do you want to walk? I don't know if you have a large dog or if you have a dog at all, but some of these dogs, they excrement very large piles. And if you're walking around, I'd much rather yeah. see them put it in my trash can than have to haul that hump around yeah. for an hour while they're walking their dog. Fire logs, some of those dogs drop. Um, here's another text. Dear Jerry, is the weather cold enough to force Blois Olson to put sleeves on his vest? No, what, I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to that. Do you know Blois? Are you aware of Blois Olson? What is a Blois? <laughs> is that a person? <laughs> yes, it's, it's our, one of our political correspondents here on WCCO radio. He does the morning take. He's oh, on. Oh, oh. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's very good. He's very good. Uh, I don't get it. Is, he, is it a stylish thing he's asking or somebody? Don't ask me about fashion. Let's put it that way. <laughs> what do you think about a puffy vest? Do you like that fashion? Or you, you seem to me kind of like an old school guy. What is a puffy vest? Is that something you wear ice fishing? Uh, nah, it's more of a it's more of a fashion statement. Uh I'll go back to my other answer. I'm not much for fashion. Jerry, we got a question from one of our fellow WCCO personalities, Henry Lake. You know H. Lake, Henry Lake? Sure, sure. Uh, He's got a question for you. Dear Jerry, what do I do when a longtime listener of mine doesn't call me anymore? He celebrates sobriety these days, and I'm proud of him, but maybe I was the problem. That's from uh, H. Lake. Give him a call. If he's been calling you, tell him you miss him. Give him a call and say, hey, I miss our conversations, pal. Let's let's have a cup of coffee and celebrate your success. I love it. Dear Jerry, what do you think of the latest tattoo craze? This isn't really an advice question. It's more of a just a question yeah. for you. What do you think of these tattoos? I'll tell you something. I had this conversation with a niece of mine who has an elaborate uh, uh, what do they call them? Uh, uh, the whole arm is done. What do they call that? Sleeve. He's got a sleeve. sleeve. Something it, something Blois Olson does not have. It's very it's very intricate, and I think about the military and the rudimentary tattoos that we had in the military. These are 
tremendously artistic and lifelike. The colors are like nothing I've ever seen before. And, and the colors that, that, that they used to put in pale in comparison to today. The faces on the people that they've put on their arms is just magnificent. So what I would say to that is I'm very, I'm very impressed at how it's come, how, how far it's come with detail and abilities. But I've also, I'm also saying I would, in my life I would have never uh, had a, a, a woman have what she has a sleeve worth of tattoos uh, if, if, if 20 years ago in my world, right? Yeah, I wouldn't have seen it. It wouldn't have been something that was seen or even approved of. Right. And so I, I, I'm not a big fan of them, other than the fact that they've come a long way from the, uh, you know, the ship anchor and the heart. Roger is called in with a question for Jerry. Roger, go ahead with your uh, uh, advice question from uh, Jerry on Dear Jerry on WCCO. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, uh, just checking in. I I bought a house. Uh, not too long ago, and it's got a horrible smell, horrible death smell. Death smell? And death, death, yeah, it smells like death. And I'm looking to sue somebody, but I don't know what to do. I, I, I want to sue somebody. It's got a horrible smell. It's not me. Didn't not you? Me and is, the this, cats. is this an investment property? Didn't you do an inspection? Are you living there? What 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 kind of house? Yeah, are, I did. Are you just a, just your old single family. Oh no, I live there. I'm not into any of the investing type stuff. Okay. And uh, say- you, you know, you go through, you 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 look at it. You don't notice any smell until you move in. Huh. And now I don't I don't know what to do. Yes. Thanks for the call, Roger. I. Uh, what do you think, I Jerry? Advise, I, I think today there's laws. I haven't sold a house in sixty years. But I know there's uh, some kind of insurance that you buy on the title or the realtor. Uh, so I think you could go back and sue them uh, to, get, to get what you need to be made whole if there's, if there's something there. So my advice would probably go back to the guy that sold it to you. Yeah, I feel like this is more of a line of, a line of questioning for our real estate show. <laughs> when is that? I don't know. I think it's this weekend. Uh, Jerry... Excellent job, sir. Thank you. So, any any parting words um, with uh, before we let you go today? Anything on your mind that you want to get across, or general advice we all could use as a society? Well, besides the fact of cleaning up after yourselves, no matter where you are, whether that's using a bathroom or you know, eating out, please clean up after yourselves. And uh, the other would be walk with a purpose. Get your head out of your telephone and focus on what you're doing. Uh, There's a lot of other people that are out there that need you to be focused. Instead of looking at your phone, look up, know where you're going, and and get to where you need to get to so the rest of us can do the same thing. Jerry, we love when you call in. Please call in again uh, on any topic. I know you have a problem with some of my topics, but I, I appreciate the feedback nonetheless, sir. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry. Because Jerry didn't want to stick around to say goodbye. Uh, wonderful job, dear Jerry, today. Uh, steps in admirably for Jordana, uh, who will be back next week, thankfully, to do Dear Jordana. 1147. Uh, what has happened to the old Grand Avenue that I've loved? Another sad closure uh, in the days of my youth remembering 
what was once a tremendous area. Still is, but it's just changed. I'll, I'll lament about that next. Eleven fifty-two. That is your Lindis Construction time check. Time to save on Infinity from Marvin Windows. Maybe you're feeling that breeze through those windows. Time to upgrade. Give by Andy Lindis and Lindis Construction a call. Uh, so Charlie, uh, Charlie Weeson for DJ today and tomorrow. Uh, when you were a young man coming of age, uh, about that time where you like to go out at night, what was your uh, go-to? Was there a certain area that you used used to hit? Uh, uptown for the most uptown. part. It was, uh, yeah, the yep. uptown area. That was, uh, the main one. And uh, honestly, the, the, um, I'm, I'm a Western suburbs yep. guy. So when I was living out uh, with my parents still in the Western suburbs, the, uh, what's it called? The St. Louis park, oh, uh, um, West, West end. Yeah. West end. West end had, yep. uh, uh, some places that sure. we'd go to West end and uptown. Yep. So when I was, uh, that same kind of young age, when it was like, you know, you're still kind of single, you're living back in the city. Uh, Grand Avenue was a place I'd always go. Uh, you had Billy's on Grand. You had, uh, what was it? It was uh, the the Onion. Uh, but, but it was some... Oh, yeah, the uh, not the Purple Onion. No, it was the Wild Onion. Wild Onion. And I think, it, what was the Wild Onion before it was the Wild Onion? I think it was, uh, it might have been like Lion's Pub or Lion's Tap. And you had some other spots there, Dixie's. And, and boy, it's been years since I've been on that strip, and it's changed so much, and more evidence of it today, where Tavern on Grand closing its doors. Bad day if you like to eat walleye. We've talked about uh, the the lower uh, possession limit for walleye earlier today, and now uh, Tavern on Grand, which is known for its uh, walleye, uh, closing its doors. Um, it's just, and it was a good run there, and you know many. Of, Factors are involved with these um, businesses when they decide to close their doors. And I think we, a lot of times we feel a little too possessive of these places saying, Oh, how can that be? Uh, you know, come on. Well, it's like, I can say that too, but you know what? I haven't been to the tavern on grand in years. So that's on me. Yeah. It right? feels like our place because we have great memories and all exactly. Those, you're not actually going there too much. Right. That's it. And it's just, your life changes. And it used to be where I, I didn't live too far away from grand Avenue. And it was fun to be on there. Grand, grand old day. Um, it was just such a fun time in my life. And it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of, you know, your time moves on. And it's, I don't mean to get too philosophical here, but you move on with life. And so do areas. Like the, the same can be said for downtown. You know, I mean, downtown, from what we used to think of it, it's changing. And a lot of us don't like change, and I get that. But you can't fight what's happening. And it's not only what's happening in this town, but many other downtowns. But it's the same thing. It's like, yes, we'd all love life to be the same with our same go-to spots and that we can revisit every once in a while when we want to. But that ain't the way it works. And it, you know, and it's not all bad. You know, you, you look at the warehouse district to the North Loop. Yeah, uh, thriving. What, yeah, what that used to be compared to what it is now. There's... Things move around, yep. uh, you know, uptown, uh, elsewhere as well. But uh, it's it's the ups and downs of, of different areas. And I think people yearn for what Grand Avenue brings and that type of area. So, I, And it still I, will. I mean, it'll exactly. go under a ref- reformation. Of course. that's it's, it's. I mean, you're a block off happens. the summit. Runs parallel to the summit. It's a great spot. And there's still those businesses that are there that are going to thrive. And you, it just changes. Like, businesses change. 
Uh, somebody says, Grand Avenue, what a shame. High taxes breaking the backs of the merchants and the neighbors who supported them. That's from Pete in northeast Minneapolis. No. I mean, I, just, I, I don't know if that's the, the key issue here is, is the high taxes. I think that there's a lot of – there's I mean, for good and bad, there's good property going up around mm-hmm. there, which does increase property values yep. and which will increase the taxes. But, I mean, that's the way it works. More people living there, more people wanting to live there. Yeah. That's and good. Foot, yes, and foot traffic, and again, it gets, it'll go for a re, through a reformation, but like people like me who would not necessarily live on Grand Avenue but visited Grand Avenue when we were younger, we get older. We move away. We do things differently nowadays, and it's up to uh, those businesses and others and the people who, whether it's the Grand Avenue Association or others, to reinvent it and say this is how we draw new people in. But uh, you said it, though. It's people living there is the key. It's people living there. We're still in the afterglow of COVID where takeout's a bigger thing and people have had to adjust. And there's a million different things that are still occurring from COVID and from, you know, everything that came along with it that are affecting businesses. Uh, Friday, a usual guest, Tim Lammers, will join us with a pick for uh, streaming, a pick for uh, to see in the theaters. So that uh, we'll, we'll do that tomorrow. Also come up with a variety of other topics, so appreciate it. Chad Hartman is coming up next on a Thursday. Stay warm, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Make it a great day, everybody. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.